Yes, hello and welcome, welcome to the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Angel, coming to you live. Today is Monday, and listen, man, we are super, super excited. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you guys had a great Mother's Day weekend for all of you who who celebrate uh, that big event, right? So happy Mother's Day. Every day should be Mother's Day, right? Every single day should be Mother's Day. So all to all lovely mothers out there. Hope you had a beautiful weekend uh, with your family. So today, happy Monday. Happy Mindset Monday, as I like to call it, because mindset is everything. It's all about the mindset, all right? So that's why today on this podcast, I have so many guests that shared so many uh, uh, stories, right? They share their, their positive mindset. They share their entrepreneurship. And we're going to have uh, some great content today. So please join me uh, on my YouTube channel. If you don't mind, go ahead and subscribe to that channel. If you're on Facebook, share this content because you never know who could uh, benefit right from this uh, podcast. So today, as you know, uh, I'm going to be having the audio download as well. If you if you download the audio, thank you for taking the time to download the audio and all your podcast streams, wherever you could get a podcast, this podcast is there. So look it up there. Uh, all the uh, uh, the streams, all the services there. Thank you very much. And you can also follow me on Twitter under Angel Santos seventy five, and also on my Instagram under Angel Santos Podcast. And folks, today I'm super excited because I have connected with a great young entrepreneur who has a mindset of his own, and he has some great information. Today we're going to be talking about how to master. The Art of Virtual Presentations. Now, the reason why we're going to be talking about this is because today, in today's era, right, 2022 and beyond, we're going to have to be accustomed. We have to get used to uh, mastering that art of virtual presentations because of, you know, because this whole COVID thing, uh, everything that we used to be accustomed to, right, the face-to-face interviews. Uh, if, you're, if you're out there now look in the workforce, right, you know what, what it's like to... Um, interview uh, virtually right to do a presentation virtually i mean it's it's what is the era that we're living in right so we have a gentleman today by the name of brendan right uh thanks to podmatch we we found he found my podcast we connected we match and everything and today he's going to be talking about his experience and how he accidentally developed this skill and is the skill to interact to communicate and to speak properly i enjoyed one of his videos recently well as you can see my the speed i'm talking real fast enough but when he when he talks about delivering a message and having that pause and being able to communicate with your audience effectively you see that see that skill see that pause right there that right there is something that he's teaching others especially in the young community the young entrepreneur so without further ado let's go ahead and welcome mr brendan himself what's going on buddy man what's up on hell so great to be here man thanks for having me yeah brother thank you for your time man and thank you for uh allowing the time to be here on this platform man i'm super excited you know before we get into a, a lot of things that you do and your youtube channel we're gonna get into that there's something that i found in your profile and it's a quote that you have and guys, look at this quote. Listen to this quote if you're listening. If you want to see it in the video, I invite you to the YouTube channel. But 
Brendan says these words, and I quote, I believe the next Elon Musk is a seven-year-old girl who can't afford a communication coach. So it's my duty to help her succeed with my free resources. And that's Brendan right there, man. I appreciate that. That's why you're on this platform, because when I read that quote, and I really saw the key word was help her succeed. When we're out here to help others, but not waiting for anything in return, that's awesome, man. I, I applaud you and I, I support your quote. So what what made you come up with that quote? Like what's behind the story there? Uh, trial and error for sure, man. But, uh, but I would say, you know, for me, Angel, you know, life is a journey. So when I started Master Talk, you know, in my mom's basement, you know, three, four years ago, Okay. I never thought it would turn into this. I was just making videos on a couch with the <laughs> phone, and I wasn't really trying that much. And what I, it evolved into was I really started thinking about what is the deeper meaning behind what I'm doing. Okay. And I think what I came up to, because Elon Musk is someone I deeply admire just right. for the impact that he's created in the world. I, I think he's the most impactful human being on Earth currently who's alive. I know building a rocket ship and uh, and and building a car and putting a car on a rocket ship. Like I don't think anyone else competes with this guy. Right. And and you know what? What I what really I thought about is, what if Elon was my client right now? Mm. What would I do to help him succeed with his communication skills? Because that's the one thing he doesn't. E- even if he doesn't really need it anymore, because he's Elon Musk. Right. But what it made me think of on hell was, what about when Elon was fifteen years old and nobody cared about who Elon Musk was? Nobody knew who he was. Nobody cared about like what he was trying to build and no one was helping him with his communication skills. So that immediately made me think of the next Elon who's, who's like right now, like as we're talking and having this discussion, 12, seven, 11, 15 years old, boy, girl, part of the world. They they're in the same situation. They can't afford a communication. I couldn't afford a communication coach until like probably two years ago for myself. I was mostly self-taught. So that's what really drove the impact that I created with Master Talk, which is how do I create those resources? So even okay. if people meet me or not, they have access to me in some way, shape, or the other. That's awesome. So how did you how how do you talk about the beginnings? Because I understand that uh, you you mentioned it to some of your university professors, and they didn't believe you. Man, you start, you know my story really well, man. I love it. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to know it. You're you're absolutely right. So so let's go through the timeline because I because I love your question here. Yeah. So I, I went to university, went to business school, did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports for nerds. Other guys my age were playing basketball. I was one of those guys, as you can tell by looking at me. I was, <laughs> you know, doing presentations. And that's how I learned how to speak on hell. But okay. as I got older. I started coaching the younger students, not really for money back then. It was, you know, mostly for free because they wanted to do well at the competitions. We didn't have a coach. You couldn't afford one. So I just started, and I wasn't a coach either. I just started helping them and and doing it and making mistakes and and just getting into it. But then as I got older, brother, I realized that I'd coached 70 people by the age of 22. And all of the experience I developed, all the learnings, all the lessons wasn't available free on the internet. That's what started the me to start making YouTube videos in the first place. But okay. to your point, back to the university professors, and I always say this to all the young entrepreneurs out there, you're always the most fragile at the beginning of the idea. 
So I've been doing master for three years now. Now, if somebody tells me I can't do it, like it doesn't matter anymore because I'm already doing it. I'm making money. Like now it's successful. I'll never go back to corporate. But the first six months, I thought it was a stupid idea. I thought who in the world is going to watch me wa make YouTube videos and watch communication. So the brilliant idea I had, and I have quotations here, I'm obviously being sarcastic, <laughs> was emailing university professors. Because I thought that, wait a second, yeah, I went to university or college, uh, these resources weren't available. So if I just message them and I say, and I wasn't selling them anything, it was literally right. just, you yeah. know, I was making good money at IBM. I was, I was just like, hey, uh, Paul or Julia or Sam or Julio, whatever, uh, I'm making these YouTube, you want to share it with your students. And wow. all of them spat in my face. Wow. It was ridiculous, man. It shocked me. Like some people were like, first of all, you don't call me by my first name. Other people were like, wow. oh, well, you're so young. Other people started watching my videos and finding every mistake in instead of encouraging me to keep going. Yeah. So, so yeah, lot, not, not very happy with, with that approach. But hey, you know, you learn yeah. from your... So when you, when you started uh, the YouTube channel Master Talk, like what was... What was your first, like your first content? Like, did you, did you struggle? I mean, obviously, you know, YouTube is not easy. You know, I, I started this YouTube channel. I'm going on a year now with the, with this mindset podcast. And, you know, at the beginning I ran into so many challenges, but I kept believing in myself, of course, believing in myself. And I kept just throwing out content. You know, people say this, just keep throwing out content, keep throwing out content. And eventually you're going to get recognize and then actually the pop match to my surprise when i went to pop match and checked i had so many messages that ha i've been trying to catch up now with so many people because the podcast is actually getting uh, more recognition you know thank god for that but what was your your beginnings with the youtube channel for those people who who maybe are thinking to start the youtube channel what advice can you give you what struggles did you have at the beginning absolutely brother and success and congrats on the success of well I saw, I saw the listen note score so it was really really good stuff oh and thank you man appreciate it very good stuff yeah and and by the way that i would say the same thing you probably tell your listeners which is look you gotta start my advice yeah. always is to start not to be successful not at all but to start to figure out if you even want to do this yeah, you know, true. I think I think the problem with most of us is a lot of people say they want to be YouTubers, but they don't actually understand what it means to be YouTuber. But they keep saying they want to be one instead of like just make a decision, like do it for 30 days and see if you even like doing it. See if you like the process. So in the same way, me, I don't worry about, oh, should I become a basketball player? No, like it's just not me. Like I'm not going to. Yeah. Right. It says, oh, should I be a doctor? Like, I don't waste time on that either. So I think the key is like the key is to start to see if you want to do this because the people who are successful and it's always about understanding models of success. Yeah. Is the how, not the wow. A lot of people, when we see people we admire, we go, wow, this person is so amazing. But we don't spend enough time going, how did that person get there? What was the process? What does it cost? So in YouTube, when I look like when I looked at channels like Chrismon Command by Charlie Hoopert, you know, Marcus Brownlee, like I looked at all these people, I oh, realized yeah. that they've been posting for 10 years. I know. Marcus Brownlee's been around forever. I was surprised. I saw his videos when he began. He looked at he was like 10 years old. I was like, wow. But but exact you know what you just said there on Hill? You're like in the two percent of people who know that though. Like most people look at Marcus's content. I'm in that 2% too, but most people, they just go, oh, Marcus just had a $4,000 uh, setup and then now it's a $4 million setup. Like, no, the, the kid literally looks like a goofus. 
Yeah, like, he looks like a doofus. And he started in his room, in his house, his mom's room. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah he just looks like some kid. He's like, I got these <laughs> toys, right? But but obviously now he's super polished. Of course. So there's so so there's you got to play for five ten years if you want to be successful on you. That's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing I learned from learning all of that is quality is way more important than quantity on YouTube. It's not about how many times you post, it's how meaningfully you post. So I only post once a week, like Charisma on Command and stuff. But every time I post, it's gold. Like either the content's gold or I'm practicing. Yeah. Or like the the production is like super, super good. And the third thing I learned is that most YouTubers write off their first year. So what does that mean? That means they don't – the first year, it's not about getting followers. It's about getting better on camera. That's all. Yes. So if you're not willing to commit that year to just get really good on camera, like my first year, I was shit. Go watch my first videos. They're still up there too like Marcus's. <laughs> they're not as bad as Marcus's, but they're still really bad. No, it's true. Yeah. And then after the first year, I was like, okay, I'm good on, on YouTube. I can do this for five years. Now yeah. let me invest ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars into my YouTube channel, hire my best friend, and and just blow this thing up, yeah. because I realized that people wanted what I had. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah I looked at my videos from the beginning, April, uh, two thousand twenty-one, and compared to now to the April, I'm like, wow! Even in my speech, you know, my my the calm, you know, being more active, being more uh, the energy, you know, the first one was like, um, yeah, so. You know, <laughs> I was I was all over the place. So, anyways, let's get into it. So, how to master the art of virtual presentations? First of all, and some I like one of the questions you have in in your bio. How can we do better online? Hmm. Yeah. How can we present better online? Yeah. How can we present better? Yeah. Absolutely. So there's there's three key differences between online and in person on health. The first one is eye contact. So in an in person setting. Whenever we're looking at, say, a group of five or ten people, we deviate our eye contact and yeah. we transfer it equally. That's the first piece. The second piece is that – sorry, within the first one – is that online, you actually only have to look in one direction. That one direction is the camera lens. But oh. even if there's 10,000 people in a Zoom call, if you just look in that one direction, you're looking at everyone at the same time. Yes. Okay. So that's the first key difference. The second key difference between in-person and online is energy. Let's face it, Angel. In person, you're going to be a lot more energetic because they're true. there. We could have lunch after. It's like, you know, it's, it's a lot more. There's a lot more fire there. So yeah. the strategy is you need to do it in person first so you can feel how energetic you can be. And you have to bring that same energy virtually. So I'm speaking to you as if I've known you for five years. That's trained. That didn't come natural to me because the first time I did podcast, it's really bizarre because a stranger has done a bunch of research on you and they're asking you questions about your life and you're like, who's this person? So it's really weird at the beginning, but then after you get used to it, then you're able to have that conversation like they're an old friend, but that's practiced. Okay. So you need to bring that energy in person more so you can bring that energy back online. That's the second key difference. Okay. And then the last one is accessibility to your audience. So what does that mean? If I'm giving an in-person presentation, I want feedback from my audience. It's really easy for me to get that feedback. And the way that I get that feedback is super simple on Hill. I just say, Hey, who wants to get lunch after? And you just talk to them. Yeah. It's pretty easy, but you can't do that in per in online world. It's hard. It's, there's a lot more friction. Yeah. So what you have to do instead is you got to force that interaction. You got to get on calls with people. 
Hey, uh, I know you came to my session. Would love to sit on a Zoom call with you. Hey, could I get a call before the session? Love to pick your brain. You have to be more forceful with those interactions. Those are the three key main differences. Okay. That makes sense. That's actually how I uh, do my the podcast. I mean, I, I set up a Zoom call. Let's talk, get to know each other. And I, I start studying and following you on, on the social media platforms. That's awesome. So when, when, when you talk about virtual presentations, like, um, I, I mean, the corporate world, entrepreneurs, is, is it all aspects that you work with people in different areas there? Yeah, you got it. I would say my niche is executive communication. So I can help with most areas, but exec yeah. is really what what's helped me. And by the way, for me, executive means also entrepreneurs because they're executives of their own business. Of course. So it's people who are managing a lot of individuals. What are the areas of communication that allow us to become a better executive? That means giving better feedback. That means practicing more consistently with their communication. Okay. And it also means structuring our speeches in a way that allows us to convey an idea and that inspires people as well. Perfect. So another question I have here. So what daily exercises can we do to communicate better, to practice those skills? Absolutely, brother. So I'll give you three. So the first one is called the random word exercise. Very simple. All you got to do is pick a word like phone, like screen, like cup or mug, and give 60-second presentations off the cusp with no preparation. That's it. And if you Ooh. do this five minutes a day, five times a day, you'll be so much better at communication, even if you just do that and think of nothing else. Here's what I always like to say to people. If you could make sense out of nonsense, you could make sense out of anything. And that's what the random word access allows you to do. Okay. Like, Brendan, what do I do with avocado? What do I do with pistachio? Figure it out. Because if you can make it work, <laughs> any work-related presentation, any sales call you might have with the prospect, any presentation you might have at work, will become a joke. So that's exercise number one. Exercise okay. number two is called the question drill. So the question drill is, have we ever been in a situation where we're nervous? Oh my God, Angel's asking me a question I don't know the answer to. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm on a sales call. They're asking me a question about my product. I didn't really think about it. We're at school. Teacher asks us a question. We don't know the answer to it. But there's a way to, to actually fix this. So for one presentation you have this month, for one high stakes meeting you have this month, every day for five minutes, just five minutes, mm -hmm. every day, ask yourself one question you think your audience will ask you. One question. And write the answer for five minutes and do the same thing again the next day. Why am I good on podcasts? Is it because I'm special? No. Is it because I'm unique? No. Not even close. I'm coming to you live from my mother's basement. Why? It's because I've done the question drill 500 times. So there isn't a question I don't know an answer to in communication because I've already been asked 99% of things. So there might be one-off question I might know the answer to, but most of the time, no one's asking what my favorite color is on him. You know, you're going to ask me about communication. You're going to ask me about tips, and I'll know the answer. And that's wow. the second exercise. And then there's a third one too. Wow, it's amazing. Now I'm thinking of a quote because uh, there's a Bruce Lee quote. Yep. I know if you might remember, right? I do. He fears, he fears the one guy that practice a kick one kick a thousand times rather than fearing a guy that does a thousand kicks one time correct oh that's awesome that connected with what you just said man that is awesome so random work uh question drill what was the third one did you have Absolutely. a third one 
Yeah, I do. So, so the third one, I just want to go into ten minute monologue. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I threw it back to you. But yes, you got it. So the third exercise. There's a lot, but I'll keep it three simple ones for yeah, today. Yeah. The third one is practice and structure presentations like a jigsaw puzzle. So puzzles are, you know, those toys we used to play as kids, right? Those little pieces yeah. you put together. Right. And what happens is whenever we're trying to do puzzles, we always start with the edges first. And the reason we do that on Helen, you probably already know this, is because they're easier to find in the box, the corner pieces. You just pull them out. Oh, and they're yeah. easier to put together. There. But we don't do that in communication. In communication, we do the opposite. We shove a bunch of content or presentations. Shove, 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 shove. Right? We ramble throughout our whole presentation. And our our last slide sounds something like this. Uh, yeah, so thanks. Right? It's like every single presentation. Easy way to fix this. Practice your speech like a jigsaw puzzle. Start with the edges first. Practice your introduction mm. 50 times. Don't do it three times. Don't do it five times. Do it 50 times. 50 seems like a big number, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. And the reason it's not is because your introduction is like a minute or two. It'll take you an hour to do this 50 times. Same thing for the conclusion. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? Last time I checked, terrible movie, right? So same thing. 50 times the close. Practice that. In two hours of practice, you'll be in a whole other level of communication. Except where most people, when they practice presentations, they do it wrong. They practice the whole thing over and over and over again. They get tired. They yeah. don't see clear areas of improvement, and then they give up. Or they don't take it seriously. Whereas with puzzle, you'll see immediate results. Because if you do the, the intro 50 times, it'll be way better than the first time. You'll go, oh, my God, like I'm so good at speaking. And then exactly. everything else is easy. That's cool. And, and one of the videos, that which the very first video that I saw with your uh, on your YouTube channel, which I, I invite everyone subscribe to his channel under Master Talk uh, because you have great content there. And it's very brief was the speaking like I did in the introduction. I was really fast, but then all of a sudden I paused and that avoids a lot of the. Um, uh, eh, mm, uh, so speak about that. How, how did you come up with that? Like, how important is that in a presentation as well? Absolutely. Getting rid of filler words is, is really important on hell. We have to get rid of the ums, the ahs, the uhs. But there's a couple of things we don't talk about, which is why do we say them in the first place? The reason we say them in the first place is because we forget what we want to say next. So let's say you ask me a question. You go, hey, on hell. Uh, I mean, sorry. Hey, Brendan, what do you think of this? I would say, um, uh, oh, yeah, this is the answer. So we use filler words to buy time. So now mm. the next question is, what do the best communicators on the planet do? The best communicators on the planet replace their ums and ahs with nothing. So asking the question again, hey, Brendan, what about the situation communication? I just do this. Hmm. Absolutely on him. So this is what I'm thinking. So we just, I just replaced that um and ah with nothing. So what's the tip? The tip is you got to practice that. Yeah, And it's not easy at the beginning. It's actually really painful at the beginning because you're not used to it. It's very awkward, but not for other people, just for you. So here's the, here's the, uh, the strategy, but most people won't do it. So if you're in the 1% that does, you're in the 1% that will get the results, which I'm a big fan of. And the exercise is long stairs. So sit next to somebody. Okay. It could be your wife, could be your kids, could be your nephews, your friends. And stare at them for three minutes. 
and don't say a word. You can blink. It's not a blink. It's not a staring contest, but you can't say anything. Most people who have been married for 15 years can't hold it for three minutes, which is crazy. Right? Even Angel's already like, I got to get out of this podcast. I got to run out of here. I can't. I can't do this. Right? But imagine if you did. Imagine if you could. Right. And that's the key on hell is that the best communicators on the planet can pause forever and never make it seem awkward at all. But obviously, we don't have forever, so take my word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and, and I like it because sometimes even if someone asks you a question, you instead of saying hi, you can say, hey, listen, that is a great question. And here's my response. There it is. Because you're, you're acknowledging the question. And you're going to say, hey, is that is that another uh, strategy you could use? Okay. Absolutely. The way I like to think of those strategies is whatever's, whatever makes you the most comfortable not to say the filler word. Because for me, it's all about progress. Obviously, we don't want to overuse that. Imagine every question you ask. Oh, that's a great question on hell. That's a great question. That's a great yeah. question. Wonderful question. Right? So, so you don't want to overuse. But it's not a bad thing. If you yeah. do it 20% of the time, 10% of the time, okay. no worries. But at the beginning, if you're getting rid of filler words to use it, use it all the time. Absolutely. Because it's more important for you to get rid of the filler words than to overuse that. But once the filler words are gone, yeah, then take off the training wheels for sure. Cool, man. That's wonderful, Brandon. I mean, I appreciate it, man. This is a lot of of knowledge you have dropped in such a short time. So I always like to ask this question. What is the next step for uh, Brandon? Are you going to have a – is there a, a, a book? to come out in the future with this uh, strategies and exercises? Yeah, thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. So let's start with the next step for the audience. The next step for the audience is implement everything we just talked about. You know, the best way to speak on hell, coincidentally enough, oddly enough, I know this is a shock. You're going to be shocked to your core. (laughs) It's it's to speak. Like, I know it's mind-blowing. So I guarantee you right now, there's probably only 5% of people who are listening to this, they're actually booking five minutes in their calendar tomorrow. Not five hours. Five minutes. Like literally 15 minutes. Five minutes for the random word exercise. Five minutes for the question drill. And five minutes on the puzzle. Oh, maybe I can structure this better. I can start thinking about that. Okay. So are you booking 15 minutes in your calendar tomorrow? Not next year. Not next month. Everyone's got 15 minutes. You spent 27 listening to this podcast so far. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so really book the time. Because the people, what separates the lions from the cats, the lionesses from the sheep, are the people who actually get it done. And trust me, if you're an entrepreneur listening, since this is a young entrepreneur mindset podcast, might as well set the burning bridge for you. Yeah. Look, communication is essential. It's do or die. If you don't know how to communicate, you can inspire staff to work for you. Yeah. You can't get sales. It's mm. going to be hard for you to share messages like this on a stage. It's going to be hard for you to get a board of advisors, get mentors or willing to help you for free. You can't do it without communication. No. So this is needs to be the number one priority you'd be thinking about. Whether you can afford a, co- a coach or not, that's not the point. The point is, is all of you who are serious about being entrepreneurs, you're going to book your 15 minutes in the calendar tomorrow. So that's the next step for everyone else. So what's the next step for me? The next step for me, man, is I'm really going to wait on the book. I'm going to spend probably five, 10 more years. I still have a lot to learn Okay. as a coach. I want to make sure that when I write my book, it's going to be the best that ever was written in the history of humanity, Absolutely. which is a big lofty goal for me. So I'm going yeah. to wait a while. I'm, I'm really good as a coach, but I still have a lot more to learn. Okay. So next step is really just scaling, man, scaling the coaching business, scaling my impact, scaling the YouTube channel, scaling my socials, yeah. and, and just helping more people, man. That's the next step for me. 
That's perfect, man. Well, I wish you all the best, man. All the best success, Brendan. I appreciate your time. Now, do, does someone uh, you do offer a free uh, ninety-minute course? Still, is that correct? You got it, brother. So, so there's two ways of keeping touch. By the way, what a wonderful conversation! I'm grateful to have met you, man. You rock. Thank so, you. so two two easy ways to keep in touch. The first one is definitely the YouTube channel. Just check out Master Talk. Hundreds of free videos. Watch it, enjoy it, learn from it. And then for those who are interested in coaching, there's option number two, which is come to one of my free trainings over Zoom. We do one every three weeks around, and you can register for that at rockstarcommunicator.com. Okay, I'm going to have that link in the description below in the YouTube channel. So if anyone's interested, they could contact you. They could also follow you on Instagram, which I have you as Master Your Talk on Instagram and whatnot, and Facebook as well under Brendan. And man, Brendan, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate your time. This has been a great uh, podcast, great information. You take care of yourself and I'll be keeping in touch with you, all right? Stay blessed, brother. Thanks for the time. You too, man. Thank you. All right, folks. So there you have it. Brendan, look him up, man. This is a wonderful young man with so much talent and he has so many skills that you need to take advantage of. So follow his YouTube channel and thank you guys for tuning in. Happy Monday. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Uh, tune in to my YouTube channel, uh, the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I also have a Sunday uh, podcast, which is the Positive Sunday Podcast as well. So tune into that one as well. And before I leave, I like to always leave on a positive note and leave you a scripture. And it's under Proverbs 4.23. And it says, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. All right, so there you have it, folks. Listen, man, I'm going to be uh, having another guest shortly on the next episode. I'll keep you guys posted on who's going to be next and what's going on. So stay tuned to the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. Stay blessed, and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.